Hey everyone, welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. This is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart coach and your host for the podcast tailor-made for women who want to bridge faith and business to experience grace over grind, surrender over self-reliance, peace over perfection, and focus and fulfillment over frustration and FOMO. If you're wondering if it's even possible to do all that and still build a thriving business, the answer is yes. In this podcast, I'll bring you practical tips and godly insights so you can do just that. Plus, we'll have some great guests and a whole lot of fun together. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to pursue success God's way, let's get started. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. It is the first Monday of June already, and I am so excited to bring you this month's entrepreneur interview. My guest today is Kim Langling. And Kim and I met in a podcasting Facebook group. She has an incredible podcast that you've got to check out. It's in the show notes. It's called Let Fear Bounce. And she was looking for guests. And so I responded and I am a guest on her podcast. I think my episode airs later in June, but she got to be my guest and I am so excited to bring her to you. She has an incredible story of what happens when it seems like all hell breaks loose, but God directs you in a different direction for a business. And there's so much to unpack here. So I'm just going to let you listen in. Here we go. So, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Hustle with Heart podcast. It is the first Monday of June. So, you know, we always have an awesome entrepreneur interview on the first Mondays. And I'm really thrilled to be introducing you to my friend, Kim Langling. She is the host of the Let Fear Bounce podcast. You need to go check that out if you haven't already. And I am so excited for the conversation we're about to have. So Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm going to enjoy myself, I am sure. (laughs) Absolutely. So recently, Kim uh, interviewed me for her podcast, and we had such an incredible conversation. So I know the Holy Spirit is dropping some word in here for somebody today. So As you all know, when I interview our entrepreneurs, we really want to unpack and learn more about what it looks like to pursue success God's way in their life and their business. So Kim, I would love for you to, first of all, share with us what you do and and your business, and then take us uh, from the point that the business started, because I know you had some upheaval that wasn't by choice, right? But we- Good word, upheaval. Upheaval, right? (laughs) Um, but we're, we really want to hear about sort of where God has worked and then we'll just let the Holy Spirit take it where it goes. All right. Well, my name is Kim Langling, as you had mentioned, I'm an author, uh, writer, ghostwriter, podcast host, uh, public speaker, and I collaborate or I coordinate collaborative faith-based books. So kind of do a lot within my, my little realm of business. I've done most of that as a side gig. For years and years. I've been a writer and a public speaker for 17 years as a side gig in the evenings, on the weekends, whenever, you know, organizations ask me to come speak or I have a book signing or something like that. And pandemic happened, which, you know, kind of turned the world upside down. Um, and everybody, not everybody, but a large majority of people found themselves going, huh, what am I going to do now? And I was in corporate, you know, I was in, uh, I was a sales and marketing manager for a manufacturer 
and love the job. I'm and not to try and toot my own horn, but I'm really good at it. I, I can sell anybody anything. Is what my mom says. Um, so I've been in sales and marketing for 24 years and enjoy it. Enjoy meeting the people, getting out there and face to face, and you know just as my mom says, schmoozing. But um, I truly enjoyed my job. And last November, two days before Thanksgiving, I lost my job. And because I was a road warrior, I had a lot of windshield time and everything was closed. So my windshield time dwindled to zero. And a lot of the folks had not, a lot of the companies that I dealt with were not set up to go virtual yet or weren't doing it or were really struggling with it. So my job kind of simmered a lot. And, um, and I understand as a business decision what they had to do. I understand that as a person kind of makes you feel bad. Um, so I was, and I was also becoming at that time, I was becoming very, very ill, um, physically ill. The atmosphere while in the office was, toxic. And that's putting it mildly. And I had always been on the road. So to all of a sudden be in that for months and months and months, eight hours of negativity. And I call it those poison darts coming at you every day that wears on a person, no matter how strong you think you are, it will land at some point. It's eight hours a day, every day. And I found myself becoming quite ill. And I'm thinking, all right, this is stress. Then it turns out I have a rare form of diabetes. And I went, what does this mean? Because <laughs> it's a rare form. It's not type one. It's not type two. It's a rare form. It's called LADA. And so they don't know a whole lot about it. And so I had lost like 30 pounds, no, 26 pounds in 30 days. I was skeletal looking. I was missing a tremendous amount of work. And so I had to go on medical leave because I was literally fading away. And that was quite concerning. So on medical leave, I received a letter saying that they were letting me go. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, I understand that. And we had had a chat in the midst, like I was off for two weeks. So after week one, I had asked them, hey, can I, can I come in and chat? Because I don't know, and our conversation was, I don't know how long I'm going to be on medical leave because I don't know how long it's going to take me to get better. I understand what you folks might have to do as owners. If you have to go that direction, please make it so I can collect, at least collect unemployment. Right. So they did do that, which I'm very, very thankful for. But when I received that letter, it still was kind of a kick. So I let myself be angry for a day. I told myself, all right, Kim, be hurt and be angry one day only. Go outside and yell, go kick the punching bag, whatever you have to do, get that negativity and all that dark yuckiness out one day. So I did that for one day. And boy, when I get angry, I can, I can put on a good angry. I, you know, <laughs> I think I burned off so many calories that day, that calories I couldn't afford. <laughs> Um, so one day, and then the next day I woke up and I went, all right, you have been wanting to do your thing, your writing and your speaking, and you've been, you've had all kinds of dreams and you've been wanting to get books out and, and collaborate with other women. You've wanted to share your word and you want to share other people's words. And all this was just flowing crazy through my mind that very next day. And 
then it kind of settled, you know, it stilled a little bit. And then it just came to me, do it. Mm. This is the time. Mm. So I thought, okay, is that me or is that God? Of course, because I always question because I'm stubborn. <laughs> and um, so I just, you know, I decided that day, the very next day, all right, let's, let's just try. Mm. So I started throwing out emails to ladies that I know have uh, really strong testimonies. They're just amazing women. And I thought, well, I'm going to try and get 20 women together to get a book together, you know, do a collaborative book and all of these things, as soon as I thought it and started reaching out to people, I had met a lady in Europe months ago through a networking group. And I emailed her and said, hey, would you be interested in participating in this book? And we're sitting there chit-chatting and she goes, well, Kim, I just started a publishing company and I'm, I'm just going to be doing faith-based books. And I went, are you serious? And she said, yes, and you would actually be my first client. And I said, I want to be your first client. So her and I wow. got so close and we've teamed up and we're putting together some amazing things. But that's all of this happened within that first week after I was let go from my job. And I had sent out emails and within a week, actually less than a week, I think I had 20 women saying, I want to participate in this book. And they kept coming. And I went, well, maybe I'll do two books then. And they kept coming. And I went, oh my goodness, I'm going to make it a three book series. So here I am that one day that I let myself be angry. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh my gosh. You know, it's just me. I have to pay my bills. I have a more, you know, all that stuff. And not that I'm, you know, making boatloads of money on the books or anything, but everything that I've always wanted to do that, that I feel my heart is in and I have this passion for, it all started coming together. And it's going to sound weird, but almost quite easily. Yeah. And I sat there and I thought, this was a couple of weeks later after I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be a three book series. And then maybe I can do this and maybe I can do journals. And, you know, so all these things, ideas that I had had before, but always tampered down, were all coming back. Mm. And I was seeing them as completely and totally doable. And so to me, that was so exciting, so exciting. And so I did it. I was like, all right, well, and I was telling myself the whole time, I, you know, I, I'm ill, I'm trying to get better. I'm going to get these books going. I really don't know what I'm doing, but I, you know, I've been writing for years so I can help these ladies write their story. You know, all these things I'm thinking, I'm not going to let the fears in the world that were floating around in the air. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were rampant at that time. If you yes. recall, yes. I'm like, I'm not going to let those land. I have got to let that fear bounce. I'm not going to let it land. So every day I was in my head, you know, you hear something or read something. I'm like, Nope, letting it bounce, letting it bounce. Then literally one day, it's like, I, it's this thing that God does. I wake up in the morning, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and all these thoughts come to me and I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that one. So another, again, another morning I wake up and I'm like, I think I'm going to start a podcast. I have no idea how to do a podcast. None. Maybe I'll start doing some research. And if I do do it, I think I'm going to call it Let Fear Bounce. And so literally that day... <laughs> 
I spent a couple hours researching. I didn't know what I was doing. And I just started a podcast and I called it Let Fear Bounce. And that was just shy, just, just a little less than six months ago. And um, I've already got like 850 uh, downloads. Wow. And up to, I'm close to, what am I, 50 episodes. Yeah. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, I'll be hitting 50 episodes. And I've gotten such incredible feedback from it. And oh my goodness, I have met some amazing people, mm-hmm. amazing people. So I'm thinking this is another way to get get those words out, you know, and those people's stories out there. So they land on the ears of who needs to hear them and the books, all these ladies, I mean, oh my goodness, amazing stories, amazing stories from women around the world, different cultures, different backgrounds, different religions. We're all the same. When I read all these ladies' stories and I'm meeting so many people, we might've been brought up in different cultures. And so they don't understand America and I don't understand theirs, but we're both so open, you know, we're open enough to listen and appreciate. I can't put down someone else's culture because I wasn't raised in it. Right. And vice versa. And I've met amazing, open Christian women through this book project alone. And I've, I've met ladies who, who flat out said, I don't believe in God. Don't believe him at all. I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's okay. I'm not here to judge you. I'd love to to still hear your story. Yeah. And one lady had asked me, she's in volume one of when grace found me series. She, uh, she, she had emailed me and said, "I'd, I'd love to share a story, but I'm not Christian and I don't believe in God. And I read her email and I sat there and went, I'm not supposed to turn her away. Mm, yeah. That was so strong. That was so strong. And I went, and I, you know, in less than a minute, I didn't have to think about it. I emailed her back and said, yes, I would absolutely love to have you in this book. Mm. And she sent her story. Really a tough one to read. I mean, oh, very difficult one to read. Brought me to tears when I was reading it. And you could see in there where God was not present in her life. Mm. And that's what made it hurt so much more to read, at least me. I'm, I'm ridiculously empathetic. And it, it was hard to read because it hurt my heart. Yeah. And we have a private group for the co-authors. And she's in it, of course. And during that time frame, which is right in the midst of the pandemic, she loses her mother to COVID. Oh. And... Our group, of course, all the ladies rallied around because I put in there, we need, we need prayers for such and such. Please, please share your prayers and let's, you know, show her love and continue to pray for her in this situation and all of that. And everybody just rallied around, was praying and just constantly every day in the group. And it was several days later that I received a message from her and she said, I can actually, she's not from this country. And she emailed me and said, I can actually feel your prayers. Wow. And I just went, wow. Yeah. You know, from a a woman who doesn't believe in God. Right. Um, And all of that, that shift. And as the months went on, 
I could see more and more of a shift. And I was just like, okay, God, if nothing else happens and only the, the authors who are the co-authors who are in the book buy a copy and that's all it sells. If that was the reason, then yes, lead me on. Cause I'm going to keep on this journey. Right. You know, and for volume two, it's soon to be released. I've, I've, there's another similar story like that in there, a personal story with the late, she doesn't share it, but I know her personal story, similar situation. And I'm thinking, all right, okay, this is working how it's supposed to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm following God's lead. And then for volume three, I had a, a lady reach out and she said, I would love to share my testimony. She goes, but I'm Muslim. And I went, and she said, because I asked for a favorite Bible verse. And she said, can I use mine from the Quran? And again, I went, kind of looked up, <laughs> looked up and I'm thinking, I can't judge. Right. I'm not raised in that. Yeah. And she has a beautiful testimony. Yeah. And so I said, absolutely, you can share. Absolutely. So I want these, these books are turning into something a little more than I anticipated, but obviously exactly what God wanted. Exactly. Because we are all his children. Yeah. You know, and we're human. We are human and we will judge. And if anyone says that they don't, they're lying. Right. You know, and I do. And I catch myself. I'm like, oh, who am I to judge Kim? Stop it. And then that's when I realized the D-man, that's what I call the devil or Satan. I call him the D-man. And I'm like, ah, get off. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I literally have to physically flick him. I'm like, D-man, you are not welcome here today. That's you know, it. Get yes. out of here. And so that's when I, you know, I, I feel convicted when I, when I judge and I, and I know I do it and I'll be like, but at least now, at least now I catch myself. Yes. Yeah. You know, because I consider myself a late bloomer. I, I didn't come into my faith or really have a strong faith or really believe that God was truly with me until my mid thirties. Mm. And so that's less than 20 years ago. And so I consider myself a newbie Christian and we all learn every day and none of us is perfect and none of us will be until we are up there with him. That's it. Yeah. You know, um, but it's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting journey. And now, you know, I've only been in this for six months, but in six months doing this full time, what I've really always wanted to do for six months, um, it has been, I can't even think of a good enough word for it. And here I am a writer and I can't even think of a good right. enough word to say how I can, you know, looking back over the six months, I can see literally the path that he set for me mm. and things just keep coming and happening. Nice. So I'm thinking, all right, there's a lot of stuff that's been packed into six months and I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm rolling with it and I'm saying, thank you, God, every day. And continue to meet good people and uh, Christian people, more and more Christian people and more and more Christian writers, which to me is super exciting, super right. exciting. And we share stuff and we're, you know, I'm collaborating with people I never ever would have met. Yeah. Unless I had been let go from my job in the midst of a pandemic. 
all, all of that. I mean, <laughs> I, I there's so much that I want to pull out of that. I think it's the obedience. I think it's, you know, um, you said several times, you know, when, when these moments would come up and you would kind of stop <laughs> and go, okay, you know, in, in that being sort of your, your check-in or your prayer, like, okay, Lord, right or left, where am I going yeah. at this fork in the road, you know? And that in your obedience, he has, this to me is the unsurpassed peace. Like the, um, you know, the peace that goes without understanding is that we get to this place where we can't even, there isn't a word, like you said, and you're a writer, right? Like there isn't a word that we could say to describe it. And you said earlier, you know, it felt easy. And I think sometimes it's really easy um, because the world is so loud to get to a place where you're like, oh, it's like this law of attraction thing. Like everything is easy. But ultimately, if we're walking in what he's called us to do, there will be times it will be the greatest adventure and incredibly challenging. And then there will be times where he completely blows our mind and everything aligns. And we're like, wait, I, what? And it happens so quickly because to us, time is very different than it is to the Lord. And then the connections that he makes, like you were just talking about, these people that you would never have crossed paths with if you were still doing what you were doing, if you were still in that job and just kind of doing this part-time, um, it's just, so, it's so beautiful, Kim. I want to ask you when you, um, as you started to make the the transition, and I know, I love how you said, like, I allowed myself one day, right? <laughs> and And to be disciplined to allow yourself one day. Tell us about the times where you just, in assuming there are some where you just kind of hit the wall and you're like, Lord, I can see what you're doing, but I don't know that I'm ready for this. I don't know that I'm equipped for this. What do you have moments like that? And when you do, how do you come through that to keep going? When, all right, I'll share a story briefly. Yeah. And I might, I might've shared it with you when I had you on my show. I can't remember. Before these books, the, the When Grace Found Me series, I was sitting on my back porch and beautiful summer day. It was August, I think, just beautiful. Just me and my dog hanging out. And I remember feeling just so comfortable and peaceful, you know, feeling the breeze on my skin, hearing the wind blow through the leaves of the trees. Just one of those perfect, you know, those perfect yeah. days. Yep. And colors are so clear. Yeah. And you just kind of breathe and go, wow, thank you. You know, so I was having one of those days and then I all of a sudden had this feeling just boom. It was kind of like a rush, almost anxiety. And I, I, I live with PTSD. Um, so I know what anxiety feels like and I know when it starts creeping and this is what it felt like. And I was, and I'm sitting there thinking, Oh, Oh, what's happening what's happening. And I had tears pouring down my face and I had goosebumps on my arms and I felt almost anxious, but not in a fearful way, but I still felt anxious. And I was sitting there, you know, just sitting, thinking. And then I, from behind, mm. this is how it seems to happen with me anyway. And, and, and him, <laughs> him with a capital H, um, 
it's like a whisper comes from behind. Mm -hmm. That's how I explain it. Mm -hmm. And I had this whisper. I am on the move. And I literally, I'm in my chair. It's just me and my dog. <laughs> I'm in my chair and I went. <laughs> you turn around like, who? What? <laughs> right, because it was so clear. And it was almost frightening. It, it was such an overpowering feeling. I am on the move. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what does this mean for me? What are you and why am I feeling so uh, edgy? And, um, and I'm crying. And then, and I really don't care if anyone believes me or not, <laughs> but this is what happened. And this is what, it's something I'll never forget. I'll put it that way. So I'm sitting there, tears streaming, goosebumps, almost on the edge of anxiety, feeling like that anyway. And so I'm, you know, I'm looking down, I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what is happening, you know? And I lift up my eyes and I have a really big backyard. I live in the country. And I lift up my eyes and I'm just looking towards the trees because there's like a chunk of woods behind my, at the back half of my property. So I'm looking out that way. And all of a sudden, and it was all of a sudden, and it only lasted maybe three seconds. But to me, it felt like, slow-mo <laughs> my whole vision of the backyard kind of like like this like a like a fog rolling in yeah yeah it did that this is a bright sunny warm august day and it turned into the only way i can describe it is you know those old black and white movie reels where they're real jerky you know yeah like like uh, staticky and jerky. Yeah, yeah. That's what my backyard turned into. And then in the middle of it, I'm doing all these hand gestures. In the middle of this vision or whatever, it was a young lady on her knees with her head in her hands sobbing, wow. like, like whole body racking sobs. And as, I, as soon as I saw that, I started crying even harder and then it was gone. My, my backyard was just the way it normally was. And I'm, then I was kind of frightened, but then I heard again, I am on the move. And then I became completely overwhelmed emotionally and went, oh my goodness, that was me. Wow. He showed me where, and I get all worked up. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> um. That was, he showed me a picture of me where I was in the day that I first heard him. And when that hit me, I just started sobbing. Here I am going to cry. Gosh. Um, I started sobbing and I went, okay, all right, I'm supposed to share my story, but I've done that. I've done that. Mm -hmm. And then I felt not just yours. Mm. There's more than one of you out there that are on their knees with their head in their hands. Wow. Crying out to a God that they don't know if they believe in or not. Mm. And uh, that's how this book started. <laughs> but that was a moment. That was a moment where I 
thought. And I did, I said out loud, I don't think I'm the one to do this. Mm. You know, I'm like crying and I'm going, God, I am not the one to do this. I do not think I'm the one to do this. And it was just literally every time I questioned or said, I can't do this. I am not the one. It was the only words that I heard that day. I am on the move. Wow. And so, you know, for me, sometimes it takes me a little longer. <laughs> I get it. Me too. <laughs> and so, you know, it, I, I sat there and, and uh, got myself settled and, you know, sat there and just took a really big, deep breath. Just, you know, all right, am I supposed to do this? And the resounding answer was yes. Mm. Mm. So that's when I started reaching out to people and it just rolled and just came so smoothly. Yeah. You know, from what I was thinking of one book is now going to be a three book series. And I have 20 women already for the third book. Right. The second one's not even out. Yeah. And I have men now reaching out to me saying, hey, can we participate? And I said, I'm sorry, I've already got them filled up and it was for women only. They're like, are you going to do anything for men? And I went, yeah, (laughs) hadn't thought of it. Um, But I just said, yes, yes, I am. So I've got men now starting to reach out. And this is what's really cool is the very first uh, gentleman, I'll call him young man because he's younger than I am. reached out. He's a recovering drug addict and clean and sober for eight years and said he start, he has started a ministry and he wants to share his story. Can, can I, you know, can he be in this book? And that's when I said, yeah, I'll start another series. (laughs) Right. Okay. God. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was, I was like, okay. Um, you know, and I'm all, I always look up, it's just me. That's what I do. Yeah. 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 You know, you okay, you're choosing me again to do this. Right. Um, and for whatever reason he is. And so the next the next book to come out after this first series is done is gonna be called When Hope Found Me. Mm. And I've got people and I'm so excited that men are reaching out because men hardly ever share. Yeah, yeah. In general, in general. And so I've got four men already that said absolutely. Yeah, can we can we be in this? Heard about this or saw this? Can I be right? Yeah. And and I'm like, yes, you can. Oh my goodness, yes, you can. So, but that was one time that's the most recent that I I questioned and said, I'm not the one to do this. Yeah. This this is kind of to me, I'm thinking this is huge. Right. You know, Father God, you're entrusting me with other people's stories. And that is you're you're asking me to be asking me to ask them. Will you be really vulnerable and open up your 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 life and most of it traumatic or very, very hard and share right. it with the world? Yeah. Now that's not an easy ask. No. But he gives right. you the words. Right. Yeah. And uh, several of the ladies in the previous books that we're working on now, they they've reached out to me and said, um, one is maybe, you know, I, I've never shared my story before ever. Mm. And now I'm going to share it with the world. And I'm like, yes, you are. Look at God on the move. Right. And I find myself saying that to the ladies all the time. Look at God doing his thing. Look at God on the move. That's right. Yes. So cool. Look at him go, you, you know, go. and then I get all excited and the ladies, there's several 
that have said, you have no idea the healing I've experienced. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not just sharing my story, but being a part of the co-authors in this private Facebook group that we have. Right. And meeting women from all over the world and different cultures and religions that they never would have had the opportunity to either. Yeah. You know, it is just awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I, I love it. I want to ask you one other question before we finish up. So as a person who had been in sales and marketing, right, and very good at it, right, there's a level of drive, there's a level of ambition, et cetera, that comes with that. I know because I spent most of my career doing that. Are there moments when you're working now that you can feel yourself pushing you know, maybe, maybe thinking like, okay, God, well, you told me to do this, but I could also go do these three extra things. Are there moments where you feel yourself get a little bit frantic in the, your energy of doing the work um, that you have to step back? And, and if so, how do you step back and refocus yourself on this is his and it's not about me or it's not up to me? That just happened to me last week. <laughs> I am a very driven person always have been and focused. And when I set my mind on something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it seems to work a lot better now that I've come into my faith. (laughs) Right. Isn't that funny? As it used to be. Um, But I just, just had that feeling last week because I was thinking, well, I can do this and I can do this. And so I have this list and I'm writing down all this stuff. And then I found myself getting edgy. Mm, mm. And why are you stressing yourself out, Kim? And then my dog came and nudged me. And when I get like that, he's in tune with me and he will come from wherever he's at in the house and just nudges my leg. So he's my reminder, but I also think God sends him. God sends him. Yes. I was just going to say that. God said, you know, says, Dex, go settle your mom down. Um, So I had myself all worked up and then I started feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And I'm going, Kim, you're, you're doing this to yourself. You just did this to yourself. And you told yourself, this is your passion. This is what you love to do. There should be no stress. At least not that level. And so I sat here in my chair and just, you know, Dexter came up and he was nudging me and took a deep breath. And the word, just one word that came to my mind, very, very clear, very clear, patience. Mm. I'm horrible with patience. <laughs> and uh, but I've become much, much, much better at it in the last six months. Mm. And so that was my little reminder. And I know that that was God or whatever angel he sent down to whisper in my ear, patience. Yeah, yeah. I felt that and heard it, you know, in my heart and just took another deep breath, looked at my dog and said, let's go for a walk in the woods. Yes, yes. And when I came back, I breathe so much better outside and I pray that's, that's like where that's my prayer room is like outside. Outside. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. So I, you know, I got back in and just said, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from the computer for the day. I obviously, that was his reminder. Patience. Step back, Kim, take a break, breathe and just relax. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm always amazed too when that happens. And I ask that question because I think sometimes we think as God-centered entrepreneurs pursuing success God's way, oh, we won't have those moments. Well, no, 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 we're human. We're still going to insert ourselves into the situation. And it is amazing to me, and tell me if this is true for you, that when I notice that and I redirect, maybe I get up and go for a walk or whatever it is, and I'm like, clearly, Lord, you don't mean for me to be working on this right now. And I walk away. That when he brings me back, it all flows. Or it becomes, yeah, flows and becomes very clear. Yeah. Because I, would, I looked at my list and realized I should not do a couple of those things. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's not, you know, it fits with what I want to do, but that's not fitting now. I love that. You that know? So and I, so I looked at that list. I'm like, ah, dang, you did it again, big guy. I mean, <laughs> I have really, really raw, real. I love that. So I'm like, oh God, okay. You did it again. Thank you. Thank yes. you for putting me back. You know, your wayward child, you just put back on the right path. Well, and the thing is, is that we always are, right? Because he gives us the free will, but it's it's that we're obedient and and we're spending the time with him to get to know his character, to understand his promises, and to know that we can trust that when he's redirecting, redirecting us, it's for our good, it's for his glory and the good of the kingdom. And so oftentimes I think we put things on our lips because they seem like, well, if I'm going to do this and this, it makes sense to do that. Until he's like, no, that, no, I called you to this. Right. And kind of moving ourselves out of the way. But the profound peace and flow and clarity that we get when we're obedient, you know, I think he, I I absolutely know that he allows those distractions so that we build our trust, so that we come back and do what you said, which I think is also so important is to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for redirecting me. You and know? that's not, that's not easy to say. No, sometimes. no. Yeah. You know, and I, sometimes I have to humble myself sometimes. Yeah. And I find myself saying, all right, but God, I'm, I'm really good at this. I can. Yes. And it's like patience, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're good at it. Yeah. Of course. I know you're good at it, but right. not right now. Well that, and I also find sometimes I think, well, I could do this in my sleep, Lord. And he's like, that's the point. You could do it without me. And I didn't make you to do this without me. Boom. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Drop that mic right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It is amazing. I'm it telling you. So good. All right. I have one more question for you, and then I'm going to ask you to share how people can find you. So uh, if you could sum up your pursuit of success God's way and, and what you shared with us today, this journey, in one word, what would it be? Patience. Yes. That seems to be the prevalent word lately. So that's, um, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. I should probably put it up on my wall, oh my. my computer. So every time you look at it, you're like, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Kim, tell our listeners, how can they connect with you? What's the best place to find you? And I, all this will be in the show notes too, but where should we find you? Uh, folks can find me at my website, which is my name, kimlanglingauthor.com. Uh, you can check me out on Let Fear Bounce. It's on Spotify and all the different places. Um, and if you have questions or you want to be potentially involved as a co-author in one of the upcoming books, you can email me at langling, 
what is my email? Langlingauthor at gmail.com. So it's L-E-N-G-L-I-N-G author at gmail.com. Awesome. Kim, it's such a joy. I loved our last conversation. I'm so excited for people to hear this one. I love chatting with you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Have a great, great day. Thanks. Wasn't that an incredible interview? Oh my gosh, please go follow Kim. She is an author and a speaker and a podcast host. She has so many incredible things to share with you. So make sure you get down in the show notes, find how you can follow her and go show her some love. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast. I pray it brings you value as you build a business with God as your most powerful business partner. Listen, I get so excited about your shout outs to the podcast on social media. So when you shout out, please tag me. You can follow me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart Coach and on Instagram as Aaron Harrigan Entrepreneur. For all things Hustle with Heart, visit AaronHarrigan.com and pick up your free copy of chapter one of my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of pursuing success God's way in your business and that it will produce much fruit and impact His kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine.